0: everyone you're listening to the Jersey Church podcast where we give practical tips to equip people to care and connect others to Christ
1: welcome everybody to the Jersey Church podcast this will be our last podcast of the uh, the 2020 year todd smelzer's with me todd how do you feel about that how do you feel about this being our last
0: podcast of the year You know, it's hard to believe. I mean, just a a few quick stats for our listeners. I mean, we've had 33 episodes. I mean, that's, you know, that's more than what I would have thought. Um, We've had two seasons. We broke that up into two seasons. And get this, we just passed 5,000 all-time downloads. Oh, wow. Look at that. So that's that's more than our parents at this point. You know, I was thinking the same thing. It was humble beginnings with, you know, your mom and dad, my mom and dad. And uh, and now they, uh, thankfully, they have a lot of Facebook friends. There so you I go. Think- <laughs> <laughs> my,
1: my parents aren't even on Facebook. They <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> And they're probably listening. They don't, I don't care that they know I know that.
0: <laughs> there you go. So maybe a few others beyond our parents. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. So uh, we are making some serious progress here, so.
1: All right, and today will be our, we'll, we'll continue that progress as we finish 2020. This will be our Christmas edition, uh, and so let's go out with here, or let's start with some, uh, some stories. Todd, what is your
0: favorite Christmas memory,
1: favorite Christmas memory?
0: Oh, boy, that's a good question. <clears throat> you know, I could go with one as a kid, or I could go with, first one that comes to my mind is, uh, is... Julie and I's first Christmas as a married couple. You know, I mean, how much better can that memory get? Mm-hmm. So, we're living in Richmond, Virginia, and we're on the third floor of an apartment complex, and you know, all excited about. Uh, and this is, I mean, wow, twenty-five years ago, and so we're, you know, we're putting up our t- Christmas decorations, and and, and it was the, really the first clash between different traditions. You know, I mean. We come from two different families. So these families are going to do things differently. And one of the biggest clashes came over what to do about the Christmas tree. Yeah. And personally, uh, I felt we were the, uh, the appropriate uh, way to go about this because we always had live trees. Right. And one of our traditions, my dad's birthday is on December 19th. And so we couldn't get the Christmas tree until after his birthday. So it was always this mad rush. And if and you, you think about it, uh, the trees are a little picked over by that point, you know? so it took some, <laughs> it took some hunting out in the woods. <laughs> and tree farm, and, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was you know my brother and I and my dad. It was a uh, you know one of our traditions to do that weekend. And uh, and Julie, I refer to her Christmases growing up as fake Christmases. You know, I mean, they weren't even real. You know, if you don't have a real Christmas, huh? Tr- <laughs> <laughs> so so she has fake Christmas trees growing up. And so then this dilemma, what do we do on year number one? So we decided that, okay, we're gonna alternate years and she was super gracious. She allowed me to go first. So, uh, so we go out to this uh, tree farm, cut down our tree, you know, we put it up. I think it, it fell down at least two or three times. You yeah. know, she's just dying. She's like, you know, I thought you were the professional. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. You know, okay, hon. I I, I get that it fell over a couple of times, but- but, but this is my first time on my own. You know, my dad's not right on my side. So, so we put this thing up and, and, uh, and she's complaining the whole time. She's literally putting, I'll never forget this. She's literally putting Christmas ornaments on with oven mitts. As, <laughs> my needles are, are too, well, they hurt. Like, oh gosh. You know, we're going to go through this every Christmas. So, so we get this tree up Falls a couple of times, finally get the ornaments on and everything. And, uh, you know, I thought we were good to go. So about a week later where, you know, we listened to something on TV or whatever, talking about how much water a Christmas tree is supposed to take. And so she looks at me and she goes, have you watered that thing? And I said, no, I watered it. Have you watered it? Well, no, it's, it, this is your Christmas. I'm like, all right. So I get down there, put my finger in the thing. And I was like, oh, that's weird. There's still a bunch of water in there. You know, I mean, And I mean, I thought I had done everything my dad did, you know. I I cut off the little end, made sure, but for whatever reason, something happened there. So, uh, so we go home for Christmas. We come back, the tree's still up, but it's a different color when we come back (laughs) from Ohio. (laughs) It's going from green to brown, (laughs) and I've got three flights of stairs to go down. When I'm dragging this thing down, I get to the bottom step. It is literally, looks like a twig in my hand, you know? (laughs) I mean, it looks like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. And where all the pine needles, they're in our apartment. They're down (laughs) the steps. I mean, we were back giving pine needles the rest of our time in that place. So, uh, but you know what? It made for a great memory. And I think she let me get one more live tree. And we've had fake Christmases ever since. I
1: was going to ask. I was going to ask. So the, the real story is what kind of tree is in your house right now? It's fake it's
0: fake okay. I'll admit it it's fake I've gone soft and uh and oh actually a long time ago I think I was able to get one more live tree in year three and that was about that so, <laughs> but uh so, so it's, that was a fine Christmas memory how about you
1: well it's funny because the one I was going to tell was our, my first Christmas with my wife we were living in Denver Colorado and uh um there there was a big bulletin and it said, for ten bucks, you can get a license, and you can go into the Rocky Mountains and cut your own and cut your Christmas tree. Nice designated area. So we went up with our neighbors. We didn't have a, a car big enough, so our neighbors had a what was it, a Tahoe or something like that. So we went up there, and we each for ten bucks, we got our little license, and we get up there and we park. Now let me let me put a couple things in perspective. <laughs> it sounds cool that my Christmas tree, my first Christmas tree with my wife was from the Rocky Mountains, right? That sounds cool. That sounds super uh, cool. But do you know how big the Rocky Mountains are? They're big. There's a lot of trees and there there's a lot of space. So we start walking and and it's not a tree farm. So none of it is organized. None of it is organized. And so we start walking and we're walking and we're walking. We're in snow and we're like trying not to get lost and and it's like, well we find a tree it's like well this looks this one looks good and it's like but we don't know how tall it is. And you know, like there's and it's and all of them are kind of scaggly because any of them that are small enough for us to cut are like blocked from the sun by all the big ones, right? Like we're not gonna, you know, do a uh Henry Griswold, right? Where he goes out and they get like this like 30 foot tree. Um and and so we're like we're looking, we're looking and it was and, Clark Griswold, but anyhow, keep going. What'd keep I, I say?
0: <laughs> Henry.
1: Oh Henry, that's right. That it is Clark. My friend. sorry, my fault. That's probably the biggest mistake I made on this podcast yet. <laughs> um, so uh so we we find we're out there for like hours, and finally Mary looks at me as like we just need to pick a tree. I go, I agree. So we pick this tree, we get our picture taken next to it, you know, we saw it off, we get home, and I'm like looking at it, and it is one of the like sc- scraggly looking trees. I mean, it's like you can see through it, like kind of thing, and you're just like. Gosh, I just paid 10 bucks, which I guess is cheaper than a normal tree farm, but I just paid 10 bucks, drove like two hours, walked around for another like four hours, and this is what we came up with. Like this is and then we get home, we realize we don't have anything to put it in. We don't have like a stand. And so I go by stand and 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 to put it in perspective, we had that stand until last year's Christmas, where we 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 got a tree that was like what, you know, eight, eight feet kind of thing and i put it in the stand and the stand would not hold that tree that's how small the stand was because the tree and so i had to go buy another one and get it but like that's how small the first christmas tree was too it fit in this like little dinky thing i i might have been taller than it i think so uh so it's a cool story that i cut my first christmas tree
0: down with my wife out of the rocky mountains but it's uh it's not all it's cracked up to be memories yeah <laughs> i th- i think. If I was you, retelling a story into the future, I would just stop. And you've probably done this before. <laughs> knowing you, I would have just stopped and said, "You know what? Our first Christmas tree came to the Rocky Mountains." Yep. And end the story. I mean, think about the pictures in people's minds. Oh, you know, yeah. at that point.
1: Now, well, I've, I've done that exact thing. You know, people are like, "What's your first Christmas?" You know, we cut our Christmas tree out of the Rocky
0: Mountains. It was
1: uh, romantic, and it's basically a Hallmark movie. I mean, just walking <laughs> exactly. it exactly.
0: We had four hours for it and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, but in the Hallmark movie, it's like that's only like 30 seconds. So, you know. yeah. Right. <laughs> so. so yeah. Uh, I
0: mean good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, you know, Ty, we're coming up. My kids are on Christmas break, right, next week. And and so we're kind of coming up on this Christmas break. I know for adults we don't really get a Christmas break. Um, you know, we take Christmas vacations, but we're we are coming to the end of the year. And so what do you you know, what are your thoughts on as year 2020 closes, um, you know, and, and people are going to have some free time over the next few days, um, you know, what are, what are some of your thoughts on what do we do with
0: that time? Like, how do we end this year well? You know, I think it's a good question, and <clears throat> we certainly – aren't approaching this topic as resident experts by any stretch of the imagination, you know, really one of the reasons, uh, Reed and I chose this for our, uh, our concluding podcast for the year is, uh, you know, we're speaking to ourselves as much as to, you know, as to all of you. So, but I, I think as, uh, as we were talking about it in, in preparation, you know, you and I have, you know, probably had, Years where we've done it better than others, and but I think at the end of the day, it's just the importance of of just having some type of plan for the end of the year. Because I think without a plan, none of us really do well with extra time. Yeah. You know, now obviously we're not talking about extra time to relax and and to be restored by the Lord. We'll get to that uh, in a few minutes. But uh, but just without any plan, you know, because that time is going to be filled up with something you know, for me, it would probably be a lot of extra football. Uh, it would be, a lot of, you know, and, and, uh, but you're gonna, you're gonna fill it with something. And and so without a plan, I think a lot of us reach January, look back on these couple weeks and think, wow, you know, where did that time go? Why aren't I more rested than what I feel? Why don't I feel prepared for the new year, you know, and, uh, and I've been there. Uh Joe and I both have been there. So, you know, I think uh, starting out with, you know, I think the first point we want to make today is planning time to plan. You know, it sounds a little goofy, but uh, but it really is true. I mean, and that could start with just a few moments to discuss, you know, what the next couple of weeks look like for uh, for your family. You know, with your with your spouse or with your family, and uh, just to decide, okay, at a high level, what do the next couple of weeks look like?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, and then. I think the second step, once you have that general framework in mind uh, and in place, is, uh, is to look at a day where you could take, it, take away with, uh, with just you and the Lord. Or it could be something I've heard of people doing it with their spouse. And uh, it didn't have to be a whole day. I think that's ideal or, or maybe an overnight. Uh, but at the very least, at least a few hours or half a day, we are going away to review the past year. And uh, it gives you time to look forward to the next and and pray about. All right, Lord, you know what aspects of this past year do I look back on? And because there is a lot to look back on, (laughs) yeah. And whether you have journaled about that some, or whether you just review your calendar to to remind yourself of of what's taken place. But you know, what were the high points and the things that the Lord? led you to this past year that you look back on and, and you can be thankful for and grateful for, for his provision and, and how he saw you through an extremely difficult year. I think it leads to Thanksgiving. I think it leads to greater gratitude. I'm sure it will lead to uh, the potential of plenty of heartache and, and grief potentially. But, uh, but I think there is something to be said for looking back over the last year. Uh, to to allow you a better frame of mind to, all right, now that I've done that, Lord, you know, what does this next year hold? And what are some things that you would have me to look out for? And that could look at a lot of different ways. I've heard people talk in terms of their word for a year seems to be something, you know, at least recently people have gravitated to, or your focus for the year, or uh, your goals for year, or just your general outlook on on what uh, what it is that uh, that you would like to plan for. So, how about uh, you know what what comes to your mind when you think about <clears throat> maybe something you've personally done uh, from a real practical standpoint, where you think about you know this planning time of review and looking forward to the next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a I, I do like to write goals. Um, you know, you had said that, uh, no, I'm not always great at following goals, but, um, you know, I, I feel like, um, my wife and I have the last few years now, I don't know. I think we forgot it for this year, but we've done the thing, the thing you were talking about, Todd, where we, we talk about words, you know, what's the word for this year? Um, and you know, what do we feel led to that, that God is, has given us as a word for this year? Now it's sometimes been funny, like one year, our word was health and we thought it was going to be like a year where we work on our physical health well that was the year that everybody got sick and we had multiple issues and it, and it, so it was health but it was very much like in response to hospital stays and um, yeah and so it was funny how god kind of worked that one out you kind of like oh well, we thought this was totally different but it was it ended up being more of trusting god with our health um which actually ended up being trusting God with our finances because it got kind of expensive. Um, and so we've had things like that. And, um, and, and so I, I I do think that the setting goals, um, and I, I, I try not to set more than five though. I mean, some people they'll just, they'll, they'll write a ton, but if, if, if this is your first time, write one, because I say I write five, um, I usually try to do something spiritual, something physical, something financial, uh, something relational, And then something social and relational and social different in that um, relational is more friends and family that are close to me. And social is more of are there types of people or are there people I need to get to know this year?
0: Um, That's good.
1: But I I rarely get all of those. Right. Um, But uh, like with financial, you never know what's going to happen. But what I like about that one is is uh, even if I don't achieve the financial goal, maybe we wanted to, we wanted to save or something like that. I have always come out ahead of where I was. And so I may not hit the number that I want, but I always come out ahead. Um, And then obviously, you know, I I can't emphasize enough how important it is to make sure you have a goal for your family. um, You know, for your, you know, just how are you going to take care of your kids and your wife? You know, how are you going to connect with them this year? Uh, And I think we all want that and we all try to do that. Um, And so having a good goal um, for that. Now, also, you don't want to get overcomplicated. I'm the classic, like I'll have five goals and i write a 10 page paper on them and none of it happens. Right. But it's like, what is like a couple steps you can do, um, you know, to achieve this on a regular basis. And so I think that's good, but, but you're right, Todd, you, you were talking about getting away. Um, I think this is a good, a good thing to pray through because the other way that goals don't work is when you just sit down and off the top of your head, you pick five. And they, they may be what God wants, they may not be, but I found the, the goals that I achieve uh, and have the most motivation to achieve are the ones I feel God sets for me. Um, so if, if I'm praying and the Lord says, hey, this is what you need to focus on for your oldest son, um, that, uh, that can be trusted, right? That can be trusted because God's given it to me. I'm not just pulling it out of the air. And if, and if it can be trusted, that means I work harder for it. Um, I'm more motivated. Um and so so I mean so things like that I think are good getting away. Uh now Christmas time is always tough for me to get away. So usually I do something uh within the first couple weeks of January. Um, you know, leading up to Christmas, you know, it's 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 I think it's hard for me to, to get away um for a whole day. Um because it's for pastors our, our this time of year is just weird. Um and so but when January comes around everything settles back in, the boys are back in school. That tends to be where I, I usually take a day. Um, to get away. Um, so yeah, but I will say, I do have a personal example of this, uh, around Thanksgiving. Well, going into Thanksgiving, I had a weird dream and I don't need to go into all the details, but I had a weird dream the night before my first day of vacation and I woke up the next morning and I was just kind of praying through it. And, and I felt like God was saying, look, don't waste this time. Don't waste this time. And so, I, and I was kind of like, what do you mean waste this time? And, and like you were saying, Todd, you're on vacation. If, if I don't have a plan, if I don't have like activities, my my number one go to is sit down and watch football, especially on Thanksgiving, right? And so um, so I can do that. And, and this time of year, football's on all the time. Um, but I also you know TV shows, whatever. Uh, but I end up doing a, whatever I want. And if I get it interrupted, I start to get a little irritated, um, yeah. and uh, and I sleep late and I. You know, I'm sitting, and, I, and so when I when then when my family wants to do something with me, it's like, well, you're interrupting my time, and so so it, it makes for uh, for poor uh, it makes for laziness, and then poor you know family time, uh, and then usually after it's all over, I feel uh, not so great because it's like I just sat around for four days, you know, and so um, so that morning. As I was kind of praying through that, I said, OK, Lord, you know, if, if I'm not going to waste this time, what should I do? And all of a sudden, all these things, these projects that my wife and I wanted to do started coming to mind. I'm not a handyman. I'm not a real project oriented around the house. But I made a list and I went down, talked to my wife and said, hey, you know, here's some things I'd like to, to work on the next three days. And and I didn't get them all done. But in doing them, I I had my sons help me, my wife helped me. And then, you know, Mary put a couple more tasks on, like we took a couple off and like we worked together and it was probably the best vacation I had. Um, I felt like I was more engaged with my family. Um, You know, I put, I helped make Thanksgiving dinner um, or lunch and, you know, it's like, and so like my wife wasn't in the kitchen alone. I was with her. I still got to watch football. I still got to watch football. I still got to take a nap. I still slept in. Um, But at the end of the week, we had cleaned our basement. We had cleaned our garage. Um, I'd fixed a couple uh, other things and, uh, and I got to spend time with my boy. Like it just, the vacation ended and I was happy with how it went, but it all came from that little kind of nudging of the Lord saying, you need to make a a plan. And so that's the other thing I talk about is make a plan for what you're going to do over break and, and how it's going to impact you, how it's going to help, your family time, your time with the Lord
0: and uh, and other things. So what do you think of that, Todd? I really appreciate that you brought out the impact it had on you as well as your family, because (laughs) I don't know how many times Joe and I sort of, we've been down this road uh, enough times that we sort of chuckle when it still happens, but whether it's vacation, whether it's uh, a break or whether it's around Christmas time, when we don't communicate, uh, you know, our expectations, you can't help but we're inherently selfish people. And we all are, you know. <laughs> and with with free time uh, that we both interact with, uh, what's the end result going to be if we haven't communicated about it? Well, I'm going to want to do this. She's going to want to do that. And, and invariably, you know, we end up getting frustrated when we, we both, it's like, well, well, this is my free time. Well, wait a second—it's her free time too. Wait a second—whose free time is it here? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, we used to joke on vacations that it's like, oh my gosh, we can pretty much guarantee at some point through the week we're going to both be frustrated with each other because uh, it was her turn with the kids, or it was my time to uh, hang out with the kids. You know, and uh, versus sitting, like you said, I think that is a great example. Lord nudges, you follow his prompting and what do you know, uh, when we, you know, obey his leading, uh, it turns out so much infinitely better than, than what it would have been if we would have just sort of stumbled our way through it without, uh, uh inquiring of him and following his lead. So I think that's a great example. And I can only share that story because at the end of the, at, at the end of Thanksgiving uh, vacation, I was like,
1: I feel so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so that because I've had so many other times where it's like, oh, gosh, Mary asked me to do this. Well, you're really in- interrupting my time watching the game. And in the back of Mary's mind, she's going, well, that's your fourth football game. So <laughs> am I really interrupting? You know, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, but like usually I get to the end and, and I feel so bad uh, and I regret not get, spending more time with my wife or not spending more time with my kids or not getting more done around the house. Like, um, whereas this one, it's like, wow, like I feel good. And look at all these other positives, and that's again, follow the Lord's leading. He's only going to take you to good
0: places. Yes, yeah, and I think what would be cool to do, just so our listeners can relate, is is I'm going to have Reed share the worst break that he had. Just kidding. No, oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 and do not answer that. I was kidding. So anyhow, okay. <laughs> so now <laughs> let's get to what else could be on that plan because I like the uh, those five areas that you uh, you brought up. Uh, you know, prior as you were through, uh, you know, some specific examples and everything. And some other things that we we jotted down, just to briefly mention, we don't have time to to go into each of these, but just something to keep. So I would, I, you know, I, I've done a list simmered like that in the past, but I know as I, you know, re-listen to this podcast after the fact, uh, when it's posted, you know, I'm going to be going through those five areas and and some th- things to keep in mind in that is, is planning time for yourself, you know, <clears throat> is that uh, we go into a break and, well, am I going to be selfish if, if I have any time? No, we all need downtime, time to rest, time to relax, time to be refreshed by the Lord. So make sure you've built that in. Uh, we're not saying exclude that. We're saying uh, communicate it uh, and include it uh, along with, you know, what the rest of the family has in mind. Mm-hmm. Include time for your family. All right. What? what is going to be, obviously, we all, I'm sure, have uh, Christmas traditions that we participate in, but is there anything in addition to those, you know, uh, for, okay, we have uh, our Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve traditions, our, our Christmas Day uh, traditions, and then, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's, is there anything special this year that, uh, that your family uh, would like to do together, given present-day scenarios, uh, for sure, but uh, is there anything... That you would look forward to there, and then uh, then I think a third one too is is planning time to care for someone else. Uh, you know, maybe you've done this already. Maybe there's a family that you have blessed for Christmas, or maybe there is a, a person that uh, their family reaches out uh, has reached out to, or maybe that is still to come. And and but I think including your family in that. Um, I know this year we've tried to be a little bit more intentional in terms of including the kids. All right, um, you know who is it that you know that. Uh, you know, could be in need around this time of year, or uh, some in times past, I've sort of just taken that and ran with it, you know, and, and we've, uh, Jewel and I have sort of done that, but, you know, we tried to include them more this time around so that it could be a, a, you know, a joint venture in uh, you know, helping to care for someone outside our family. So, so I think in wrapping up today, Reed, any, anything else that you would leave our listeners with? No, no pressure here. This really is just, uh, you know, the last podcast of 2020. So. Uh, so, if there was ever going to be a word of wisdom, now would be the time to share it. Not that you already haven't shared plenty of wisdom over the past thirty-three episodes, going on thirty-four now. But uh, anything that you would leave them with to close out twenty-twenty.
1: Yeah, I think um, as we as we close out, don't forget uh, to really really spend time processing the coming of Jesus. Right, like um, planning, planning is good. So this is more this is more this season this time. Um, you know, use your time wisely, but, you know, like spend time thinking about what it means that Jesus came and in coming, he became our savior and died on the cross for us. And also that he will come again. And when he comes again, you know, we will, we will go with, to be with him and the father and the Holy spirit in heaven. And, and, um, and so I just, when I made that transition of, you know, Christmas is fun and you go to church to no Christmas is really a time to remember the coming of not just a baby, but of our savior, um, it really transformed my, uh, perspective on Christmas. Uh, it, it, it transformed my joy of, of, you know, this is not just a time to have fun with your family, but a time to remember that, that the one who came to forgive us of all we've done wrong, all we've messed up, everything bad we've done, um, came and, and now we have forgiveness because, him, and he will one day come again and we will, we will see him and uh, we'll be in heaven. And so, so, yeah, and and make sure we try to tell people about that. This is a great time because everybody thinks about baby Jesus at Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, so definitely spend time planning. Uh, I know that's not really in our line of planning, but that's the first thing that comes to mind of how would I finish this year off? Well, focused on Jesus, focused on Jesus.
0: So, Yeah, amen. I, very well said. And I would say that um, when it comes to this time of year, I think traditions are are very good you know and and they serve a, a distinct purpose i think on the other side of that coin is you know when we focus on christ you know during this time of year is i know for me one of the things i have to battle is is falling into this <clears throat> the traditional mindset and 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 it, at christmas time we do this and we do this and we do this so so i think as i think when we focus on him it's all right lord what what aspect of, of you coming to this earth would, uh, would you have me, uh, really hone in on this year so that this Christmas is different than any Christmas past, you know, and I don't fall into this rut of, uh, I've, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. Those are all good things, but, uh, uh but just so I don't shut off my mind and my heart to, what it is that, uh, that he is doing right now, you know, what is it about, uh, Christmas 2020, as I reflect upon him, uh, and this event changing all of human history for eternity. Right. Uh, what is it that would be different this year than in times past? And I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of, and who would you have me share that with? So, uh, so I couldn't think of a better way to close out 2020 and, and we'll look forward to, uh, tw- 2021. And, and uh, I'm thinking we'll probably be starting a new season. So we're looking forward to uh, what that's going to be. But uh, again, we just uh, want to wish all of you a, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we look forward to being back with you in 2021. So care, everyone. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody.